0: Hi everyone, Catherine here, coming to you from my top secret bunker, as per usual. Just letting you know that this episode is going to be chock-a-block full of spoilers. We will be spoiling out of order, we will be spoiling recklessly, we will be spoiling with reckless abandon. If you haven't seen Avatar, which, like, why haven't you seen Avatar? Then maybe, you know, proceed with caution, or not at all. Or go watch all of Avatar. Like right now, and then come back and listen. Also, spoilers for Cora. Enjoy. we ready spaghetti? Girl, we are ready spaghetti. I'm excited for this episode and I think you are too. I'm so thrilled. I feel like because everyone in the world has been watching Avatar The Last Airbender and rewatching it, it's just like become such a big part of culture right now. So, let's get started. <laughs> Welcome to and I'd kill a spider for you.
1: My name is Catherine, And I'm Carmen.
0: And this is our bi-weekly podcast where we talk about a variety of issues, pop culture very often, politics very often, mm-hmm. kind of everything. We're like the the everything bagel of a podcast. <laughs> if you want like every flavor, you're going to get it here. Exactly.
1: So, with, a, with a bit of a mix of like racialized and like, yeah. you know, working poppy politics.
0: Seeds. Yeah, those are the poppy seeds on the, <laughs> on the bagel. Okay, <laughs> so... As we have already briefly mentioned, this episode is going to be about Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's going to be like an informal love session just Uh because we adore the show. And we have a guest who also loves the show probably more than us, or just as much, (laughs) (laughs) Aviva.
2: I do love The Last Airbender.
1: So great to have you, Habiba, and I have had many a conversation about The Last Airbender. So, you know, she's the perfect guest to have. And also, she's one of our all-stars because this is, I think, her third time guesting. With yeah, us. no, for real, Habiba,
0: you're like really killing it on being on our show. You're like a, a co-host at this point.
2: <laughs> I love you guys. I love you guys. Honestly, this is so much fun. So I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> actually, no, because you did a two-parter and then you did one. So this is actually your fourth time. So yeah. you were like... Queen all-star. Can I just say? Basically a host. This is, I think, a two-parter to therapy because Avatar
2: The Last Airbender is therapy.
1: (laughs) It really is. Good for the soul. Yes. It really is. So we are going to get started. Do you guys want to just go around in a circle and like talk about how you got into Avatar? Sure. I'll start. So Avatar The Last Airbender came out in 2005 and
0: I was watching it from the jump. Like I started watching that show when it came out. Um, it's one of the one of the shows that I remember watching with my mom. And I remember watching it for the very first time with my mom. I followed that show as it was coming out. I loved it. I loved how much the characters grew. I love how much the animation changed. I love how like deep and beautiful the story was. Mm -hmm. And um, I was there. I was there you guys on opening night of M. Night Shyamalan's The Last nope. Airbender. No! And I yeah. saw that movie in the theater. And I remember from the first second it started, I was like, this is yeah. bad. Because I already <laughs> knew it was going to be bad, because I was like, who are these white people already? But I was like, maybe the movie will be, sure, it must be, it'll... it'll be, maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be okay. And it was the worst movie I've ever seen in my whole life. And I've uh, loved it since. And I actually did a recent rewatch with my family. That's and it's just so like exciting. a beautiful show to me. What about
2: you guys? Uh, Habiba? I would first like to say there is no movie. We do not acknowledge <laughs> it. <laughs> I refuse. There is no movie. There just is. There isn't. There's only one The Last Airbender, and that is this cartoon from 2005. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like I, I watched it too, as a kid, like on YTV when it came on. But I never followed it as a kid because honestly, I really did not know how. TV premiere times worked, did not know that a new episode came every Friday or every Thursday, I would just watch it when it when it was on. So I feel like I really got into the story when I first rewatched it, like maybe in high school. And then I think I rewatched like, honestly, I'm not even joking. I rewatch this show all the time because it's comfort food to me. Like I just there's something about Uncle Iroh um, Mm -hmm. and like Zuko's redemption arc that like just I need like I need to see it's just something that's so comforting and I just love the show and the story and you know I think the last airbender at the end of the day is like a very much complete show like the ending is very satisfying and it's really about like the friendships and the personal growth that end goes through right so it's 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 a very good, it's a very good show.
1: (laughs) That's really pretty and nice. And I'm glad that you, you feel that way. Um, Catherine had to uh, convince me to watch it and lots of Carmen, watch it. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I don't like those kind of shows. And so I did finally start watching it when I (laughs) went into my first year of university. So that was an interesting time. I was very stressed with all the schoolwork. And so, of course, as I do, I um, decided to um, therapize and procrastinate by watching all of Avatar in like two weeks. So that's how I went about it. So every time I think of the first time I watched it, I think of the fact that I was like supposed to be doing work and like writing essays. And <laughs> instead I was watching Avatar. I honestly, I do think that it was really great. I watch it every time and I've told so many people to watch it and so many people are like, but it's a cartoon. And I'm just like, guys, it's so good. I think Avatar reawakened my love of cartoons because I feel like there was a point in my life where I was like, no, I'm too old for cartoons. And then I wouldn't really watch any. and then I went back and I Watched Avatar, and then since then, I've kind of been like, No, cartoons are actually really great, yeah, so much fun. So, I mean, Lost Airbender has a hundred
2: percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that means something,
1: (laughs) it is an exceptional
2: show. It's especially exceptional when you think about the fact that, like, all like the first season,
0: you'd be like, Oh, it's good, but as it goes on, it gets like better with every season, and it's just Mm -hmm. like magnificent by the end, exactly. Exactly,
2: you know what? I think. I think that goes to show, like the amount of effort and work that you know the creators and the writers put into building that world. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was very much planned. Like the, I think I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon greenlighted it to go for the full three seasons, and so they had the storyline already kind of planned out and what right. they wanted for the characters.
0: Yeah, so much of it like connects and circles back and flashes back and like everything is or almost everything in the show has a purpose one like those very immersive sort of worlds. I think that's why people like it so much like Mm -hmm. like Game of Thrones or like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or anything where they have like so much background information that you're like, you know what? Yes, this is a world that I want to live in. Yeah, so good.
2: Yeah, because you can get lost in it. Yeah.
0: And And their animals. I love their animals. I love turtle ducks. I love, I love like platypus eras. Like I love everything about it.
1: So cute. It's cute, but it's also deep and it like gets into things where you're just like, my whole heart. So it's just fun. It's fun and I feel like it gives good lessons to kids. Oh yeah. And grown ass adults. And grown ass adults, um, which I really enjoy. Um, So do we perhaps want to get into our top three favorite characters? sure and least favorite characters i guess yes Mm. there are any i know
0: right the thing about avatar i was having a hard time making a list of characters i dislike because even characters who are like bad i still like them they're interesting characters yeah
2: yeah that's fair i was like because honestly my least favorite character started with ozai and i'm like but i love him as a villain
1: (laughs) 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 that's so funny okay good to hate He is so good. Okay, Carmen, do you want to start off? Sure. Okay, so my top three characters. I will start with my number one, who will and forever will always be my favorite character, which is Sokka. Oh. Yes, because I recognize that he is the one non-bender. Yes. (laughs) And that poor boy. He's scrappy. Yeah, has to deal with their bending all the time. And like, he's like comic relief, but also like he goes through a lot. Like his girlfriend turns into the moon. Like who has that kind of, you know, it's just That's rough. rough, buddy. That's <laughs> rough. So Sokka is my number one. And not because like, you know, I don't feel like I can relate to him, but I definitely do because I'm like, I know that feeling. You know, you just, you know, everybody else is extraordinary and you're just kind of like, here I am with my boomerang. So it's fine. <laughs> It's very cute. Um, my number two is uh, Appa. Oh, I, I, I do love care. Appa. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Appa is everything. Appa is like the unsung hero in so many episodes and just like rescues them right in the nick of time all the Mm -hmm. time so I love Appa and I love when you see Appa as like baby Appa it really fills my soul with joy and happiness and I was like why can't these things be real um and it was like the one thing I needed that stupid movie to get right and they did did. I know it was so rough I was like why this is the cutest creature and you fucked it up anyway (laughs) oh my god in in Appa's
0: The episode Appa's Last Days, where it's like (sighs) you see Appa as meeting Aang, and they're like, We're gonna be friends forever, and it's just like me sobbing, like (laughs) cut to me.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, and number three, forever and always, will be Uncle Iroh. Yes, because much like of course, much like Yoda, he's that old man, that grizzled old man that everybody underestimates, and then you're like, But you shouldn't, because I know what he can do. He's about to fuck you up, and then he does. And it just fills me with joy. And he's just like so loving and caring. And then his backstory with his son always makes me weep. Like I that episode, I'm like I'm out, I'm done. Like I just yeah. cry. That so of
2: his son is um, actually a picture of the voice
1: actor. Yeah. I know. Oh, it's so, so good. <sighs> anyway, Catherine uh, told me about that recently. I think it was a while during the pandemic, and I was like, I didn't need to know this. <laughs> I didn't need to know this not one bit <laughs> so um yeah so those are my top three um I can get into my least favorite characters maybe we'll, maybe we'll go all favorites first and then okay and then we'll all get right.
0: into that okay go ahead you guys by the way spoilers for the whole show like <laughs> <laughs> should have said that at the beginning but spoilers um okay so my number one is going to be Iroh Because Mm -hmm. I love him so much for all the reasons that Carmen mentioned. I think he's wonderful. I think he's sweet. He like, he makes you... I feel like he makes you cry more than most other characters. He's just like, believes so much in his nephew, but I also love the parts where he's just like, sick of the shit. He's just like, <laughs> he yells at Zuko, and when he's just like, don't do that. Or when he yells at Zhao, and you're like, this guy's super powerful. I love Iroh, and I think he's like, the heart of the show in many ways. Mm-hmm. And he's just like a beautiful character, and he's a nice man. And then he gets ripped. He's great. <laughs> to a zaddy. It's, it's wonderful. Um, <laughs> My number two is like partially because it's just like, I love her so much and we're probably gonna get into who we relate to most and this is, on re-watch who I am and who I want to be I'm, I, I fucking love Suki it's not t- I thought, do you think it was gonna be tough I thought it was gonna be tough Catherine no no it's Suki <laughs> I love Suki I want to be Suki I am Suki <laughs> I love her so much she's just like super confident and like doesn't really deal with anyone's drama or shit but that like is that is doesn't true. take any bullshit That's and she's true. just like she's the best she's like <laughs> I love Suki so much whenever she's there I'm like why aren't you here all the time Um, like she's she's the head warrior of like an elite group of young fighters like she's amazing i love i love her and my number three favorite character is my favorite character just because she's so fucking badass and it's azula like what is this show without azula (laughs) literally how boring is this show without azula she is like the most aggressive antagonist in like Cartoon history in 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 television history, and she's a fourteen year old girl who's just like a prodigy and is evil. Like she's horrible. I love (laughs) how powerful she is. I love how powerful she is. I love when she starts using her like firebending as like a fucking jetpack, and you're like, what is this? Like she's so (laughs) so cool, and I love Azula. She's like she has a tragic end. I think she's just one of the best crafted villains of like any fucking story Mm -hmm.
2: yeah Yeah. that's so i agree i agree you know it's funny because she's my number one she is i love azula and you know what i'm not gonna lie like the the her tragic end is definitely one of my favorite parts to her because like i feel like she has that like lady macbeth like demise you know she's literally like she's going out of her mind towards the end, um, literally unhinged. And this is, she's at the peak of her power, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's she's essentially getting what she wants. She's about to become Fire Lord, but she decides she hasn't earned it, right? Because ultimately she has that chip on her shoulder. I really think that's what it is, right? Like, I think, I honestly do believe that Azula deserves her own redemption arc because there's something like, well, one, she's a child, all children (laughs) are redeemable, like, please. Fair, that is fair. And then on top of that, her mother felt like she was a monster. How is she not supposed to believe that about herself when her father is literally the most evil person in the world <laughs> and grooming her? Like, it's inevitable that she's going to turn out that way. And, like, I think, you know, there's so many, honestly, there's so many fan theories about Azula that I think just makes so much sense. Like, her fire being blue because um, blue, I think blue fire is... Uh, hotter. Hotter, but it's also um, a, a state of combustion that is really unstable. That is generally her. She's very much unhinged. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she does things because she's curious. She's driven by her curiosity and her fierceness. And like, I think she's given the best lines. Right? Oh my god! Absolutely. Yeah. Best lines. Best
0: fucking like attacks. (laughs) Like she's so. Uh, I'm a people person. And you're like, mm, I love you so much. A
2: satisfying villain to watch. Like, do you remember that scene when she was in the Earth Kingdom and she was playing, I think a general, I can't remember his name. And then she says,
0: Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Go
2: yeah. ahead. <laughs> you weren't even playing, you weren't even a player in the game. Yeah. He's like, you beat me at my
0: own game. And she's like, you weren't even a player.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh, best um, moment. Azula is hands down is his favorite my favorite and like I think I like her contrast to Zuko so se- Zuko is kind of my second favorite like her contrast to Zuko makes so much sense to me that sibling li- rivalry and them being opposites and just you know he's going through his own redemption journey and like she's going through a literal descent to insanity <laughs> <laughs> and those like those two journeys are literally about the influence of their caretakers right like she's being groomed by her father Fire Lord ozai whereas zuko has iroh and i genuinely believe that if azula had an iroh in her life somebody who believed in her somebody who um who who, who saw good in her then then maybe she'd be turned she she'd have turned out different but no iroh was literally out here saying no she needs to go down i mean she is a
0: little bit of a sociopath <laughs> like like beyond a of bit of a sociopath a lot of bit. Like beyond <laughs> the fact that yeah of course she has all the things that you're saying like azula is
2: but aren't all great. children
0: sociopath
2: I think no habiba
0: yeah. not, to that. <laughs> not to azula degrees azula's like azula's like Manipulating her older brother like when she's a child being psychologically manipulating him? Like that's not the behavior <laughs> of like a the triad child. of a serial killer, you know. She's she's a serial possibly, killer.
1: She possibly she's hit okay. her head as a child. Yeah, she, she likes fire too people. much. All of the things. All
2: of the things. Yeah. <laughs> have, you ever okay. babysit, have you ever babysat like a child and then they're like they they bite another kid or something or hit another kid and then you tell them listen you know, they're wrong for that? And then they do the why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean listen i can't talk on that because i used to bite carmen but
2: um so cool. that's how we became friends learn <laughs> empathy is learned Kids I mean, naturally yeah still she's sure. she's, she's, she's more she, crazy okay go who's your number two you said zuko she's an extreme so yes zuko because i think like his redemption arc is um is beautiful and honestly i think like i like that he struggles with it i like that he struggles with it i like that um his 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 belief in, 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 in the good in himself isn't, it wavers, right? Because it's not something natural to him. And I think that like choosing what's good for you isn't always easy. And that's an important lesson for people to learn at any age. And, you know, Zuko doing that on screen was kind of like a really good, a really good thing. And like him challenging his own beliefs, him challenging the beliefs of his family. Like that's a, that's a big deal. And so is, I love yeah. him. Mm -hmm. And I love obviously Iroh because... He couldn't not be on all of no, our lists. of course like- <laughs> he, he, Exactly! I think, Iroh is everything. Iroh is everything. I think Iroh is... I think Iro is a big part in Zuko's redemption arc. And I think that if Iroh didn't have to go through his own kind of redemption arc, probably before... Um, probably before this, like probably, I feel like when he was joining the White Lotus, I kind of imagine that like he lived this life where he had to walk away from the war. And, and really kind of come to terms with what his father imagined and what he was taking part in. And that's why he he ended up joining the White Lotus and and, and working toward, you know, a better future for, for humanity in that world. Honestly, I'm not even joking. I sound crazy because I really genuinely think about this world and this show a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much invested. <laughs> I'm very much invested. And like, I... I I imagine so much for these characters. I love, I love the world that the creators built. But yeah, those three are definitely my favorite, and they're in the same family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like Fire Nation. A, all the way. Yeah. All of them.
1: That's so funny. Right. Okay, are we are we gonna get into the tougher ones, the least favorites? Ooh, are we ready? I am. I am ready. I am ready to be thrown fully under a bus and like. You know, I'm sure I'm going to be told, Carmen, what's wrong with you? Carmen, do you not like Toph or Aang or Katara? I'm going to get into it. I can't. I knew it. (laughs) So one of my... I have three, but they are not in any particular order. Okay. So the first one is Katara. How dare you? Why? (laughs) I just like... She's an idealist in the ways in which like how do I put this? In a revolution, there's always those white people who are like telling black people to go and like fight for things. And then they don't think about the consequences of what it's like for them versus for like themselves. And so there are many instances on the show where Katara is like, you need to stand up for yourself. And I'm like, you have bending powers. But she's talking to other benders when she does. Not all the time. time. And then when she does, I'm just Mm -hmm. okay, great. But you also need to like understand that like not everybody comes from the same background or whatever and she just like is very patronizing i feel and it's just like a little too much and i just like roll my eyes the entire time i roll my eyes the entire time when she's talking now i think she's great in other ways but i think that that irritates me to a level where i'm just like shut up just shut up just like just just be useful in other ways because this is not can I yeah, can we, can we get on,
2: we can, let's get, let's go, Habiba. Like,
0: how dare you say these
2: things? Honestly, but you know what? I think Katara had to, to, to kind of mature at a really young age. And, you know, even, I feel like Sokka admitted this, that she took on her mother's role after her death. And, yeah. You know, was kind of taking on this caregiver, her brother and her dad. And so she's very much like, honestly, anybody who takes on a caregiver role at a young age is going to automatically assume that they know what's best. Because when you're young, you don't really know what you don't know, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I I
0: agree with you, Habib, but, like, okay, and also Katara is, like, number one, most of the time when she does make a speech to, like, people to stand up for themselves, they are benders. When she does it in the earthbender prison, they're earthbenders, and she gives them earth so they can fight. Like, she starts a little mini revolution, and you don't like her for it?
1: I mean, I feel like just the way she goes about it just feels very patronizing. And I'm sure that's just the writing. But I was like, this is not inspirational. I will say that season one Katara is a little bit more annoying and she cries a lot more. Season two and three Katara, how dare you? ever say How dare you? But season one, like I watched season one and I'm just like, can we not do this right now? But season one Sokka is a sexist. Yeah. That's very true. But it's also just, like, he's so stupid that I kind of just... (laughs) like, Such is life. Okay, okay. Uh, We won't roast you too much. What's your next one? Okay, so my next one is going to be an odd one, but uh, Jet. You know Uh, what's funny? I thought you would like Jet. Here's the thing. I do like him, but Jet signifies to me in a way... Shows often have revolutionary, like, characters, Mm, but they always make them needlessly evil because, like, unarmed revolution is never how you do things. It always has to be, um, you know, like, you can't kill anyone. And, like, there's that whole thing about, like, we must do so in peaceful ways and, like, all this other stuff. And, like, I feel like Jet is one of those examples of, like, where liberal people put in their liberal thoughts about, um, like, the armed struggle of people in a way that, like... They're like, ah, yes, they want a revolution and they've all ended up without their parents and blah, blah, blah. But also let's make them needlessly evil and try to drown a whole village, which like seems very strange. And like, I remember I watched this with my friend who we've talked about a lot and him and I watched it. I remember him and I watched it together and he was like, what, what happened? Like, how did it go so far off? And like, it's just a theme in cartoons that I really don't like. And like Star Wars has done that a lot as well with that guy played by Forrest Whitaker, like also needless evil for no reason yeah. so it's just like really irritates me but like i think Save the revolution Save yeah exactly and you're like and you're like are you fucking kidding so same thing and so that's why i don't like jet because he just represents like this agenda that cartoons have that just drive me nuts and i think the last person for me i mean we could say fire lord ozai you know we could we totally could and it would be fine but actually for me i think it's I think what's what's his name? That long fang guy from the Earth Kingdom. Oh, the teacher, or the guy who goes with the teacher. The guy who he's like he's got the the thing, and he's like he's the he's the one who's in charge of all the like uh, brainwashing and shit. Oh, the head of Dai Li. Yes, yeah, you're right. He freaks me out. Yeah, he's scary. He That's is a good point. terrifying. I don't need this in a kids' cartoon some guy who's all weird and 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 makes people do weird unspeakable things and then brainwashes people. I don't need that. No, thank you. Please have someone else less scary in a children's TV show.
0: Oh, there is no Warren Bossing say. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so those are my 3. Okay. So for me, yeah, I also have trouble like figuring out who I didn't like cuz most of the characters that like everyone's good. Like everyone's like an interesting character. So, I'm gonna say, just because he's horrible, and he's a terrible person, and he's a terrible father um, who burnt his son's face, I'm gonna say my least favorite character is probably Fire Lord Ozai. There. He sucks. He's, he's not nice. He's a not nice man. He's not a nice man. He is not kind or generous of a spirit. And he's like <laughs> bananas as well. Like, he's just like, especially because, number one, can we can, can someone answer this question for me? What the fuck is the age difference between Iroh and and Ozai? Like, why is Iroh 100 and <laughs> Ozai 45? <laughs> like, he's so much older than him. It's wild. And then he tries to fucking steal his throne and he burns his son's face off, and you're like, oh, what? No, thank you. Okay, so my number two, and these are actually people who I'm like, you guys suck. Top's parents. They suck. I
1: for- f- fucking forgot about them. <laughs> Top's they're terrible. Of their
0: parents. They, they're terrible parents. They do not pay attention to their daughter, despite the fact that like, so they're, like, super protective of her because she has a disability, right? She's blind. But then they also pay no attention to her to the point where she can have a pro-wrestling career and, like, it's like they, they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. Like, she is so alone. She has no friends. Like, literally no one in the town knows she e- exists because, like, when they say, like, oh, that family doesn't even have a kid. Like, her parents are horrible. They're bad parents. They're just, like, they did a bad job. And then my third least favorite character is Every character from the episode The Great Divide cuz that episode oh, sucks. What episode? That's the one where they go to that weird like like Grand Canyon place and then they have to go through and there's those two warring tribes who don't like each other and then they oh, have God. to die. it's like the worst episode of Avatar by far. It's like not good. It's a bad episode and every character in it sucks. So I'm just going to say a blanket fuck all those people.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Terrible episode.
2: Habiba. Hi, I agree. Number one, Fire Lord Ozai, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, my second one is Paku. Do you remember that uh, Waterbender? Oh yeah, Paku. Actor? Yeah, I hated him. I hated him. I hated that he didn't let K- Katara in on his lessons. Oh yes, that man. For like sexist reasons, he's just a garbage human being, and somehow he's a member of the White Lotus. Like, who chose you? You're right,
0: he just sucks. Why? Truly sucks. That's very mm-hmm. true.
2: It's like, makes no sense. And then, the man who killed the moon, you know? <gasps> Admiral Zhao.
0: That's Jets. right. I forgot about Admiral Zhao. Admiral Zhao. He Fuck him. was up there on my
1: list. He was up there. But then I was like, he's so, he's so, you know when somebody's like so pathetic? they yeah. Yeah. Like, let me not give you the time of day. Just starving for power. Like, it's just, it's, it's sad. Pathetic. I mean,
2: you know who, okay, I'll give an honorable mention. You remember that old man who ratted on Haku? the Earthbender, the oh. Earthbender kid. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's like, he saved you. <laughs> I remember he that.
2: saved you. And then you go and you turn his your back on him, basically, and rat him out to the Fire Nation for what? For fun. For fun. Like,
0: those characters, like, they all just truly do suck. But yeah, Admiral Zhao, I forgot about him. Admiral Zhao is, like, very interesting as a character, Um, but he's cuckoo bananas as
1: well and he has like no sense of sorry don't you don't think that the, killing the moon is going is to you think the awesome. moon is necessary like what are you do, what are you doing That's like that that is literally the what are you what are you doing it's Absolutely. like he was like
0: i'm gonna get rid of all the water so no um water benders can bend it's like wait hang on you know you need the water too you know you need the moon
1: right yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that was uh that was an interesting i was like what are you thinking and that poor girl had to turn into the moon that was so hard, but whatever, it, it happens. And yeah, oh god, I forgot about him. I forgot about Toff's parents. Holy <laughs> <Like, I laughs> shit, that parents they existed. Oh, uh, they suck. They're not good people. You know what I think? One of like the most badass moment. One of the most badass moments of the show is when Toff metal bends. Oh my god! It's like you know she good. can do it. We all know she can do it, but we're like waiting for it to happen, yeah. and then it happens, and you're like. This is magnificent.
0: She's so good. And it's such a good thing that like, this show came out in like, yeah, 2005 to 2008. And they have a character who is blind, who is able to create something new because of her disability. Like, yeah, she, exactly. like nobody else had seen what she had seen because they didn't use earthbending in the same way. Like, it's so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, great. I just want to say, honorable mention for favorite characters is Avatar Kyoshi. Yes. I don't, yeah. like, if Avatar Kyoshi had been the Avatar in the show, it wouldn't have been a show. It would have been a pamphlet. Like, it wouldn't <laughs> yeah. would have dealt with it. Done? Like, no
2: problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would have been like, and I'm here, and I'm done, and goodbye. <laughs> like, yeah. That whole
2: issue that Aang had with murder. She was like, <laughs> I will execute
0: no questions asked on site. It's on site with Avatar <laughs> <Yeah. Kiyoshi. laughs>
1: My God, I love Avatar Kyoshi, And I was always just like, we can't have more of her. Right? They
2: have comics. They have comics dedicated to her. Really? And she's nice.
0: gay or something?
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh, magic. Even better. Like, Perfection. So
0: speaking of all these things, do you want to sort of touch on like what the themes of Avatar sort of mean to you? Like what's the thing that resonates most with you from the show? Mm. I can go first. Cause I got one. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I feel like it is the most well done, beautiful sort of story about redemption and like yes. how mm-hmm. redemption is a process that like you can, it's like one of the best ones ever. Like I can't, fucking stand star wars like you know i had you know i hate kylo ren but <laughs> like, i can't stand star wars and like the way they are like redemption is like, you do one good thing and then everyone's like he's redeemed I'm, like get the fuck out of here no no yeah. absolutely not zuko had the struggle he had to deal with like this being something contrary to his upbringing, to his beliefs. He had to unlearn things, like actively unlearn. He to,
1: Catherine, he fully had a redemption flu. He had a flu. Bible he was really <laughs> sick.
0: Really sick that he had to like go through all these things. And then here's, here's what I love the fucking most about it. He tries so hard and he kind of gets there with help, but when he needs to actually really redeem himself, he has to do it on his own. He, has, he can't be supported by people. He doesn't have the support of his uncle anymore. He has to redeem himself on his own with his own actions and mm-hmm. work at it, even with the pushback that he's receiving. And I'm like, chef's kiss, beautiful, it's perfect. <laughs> because he did such horrible things. Like literally, like literally, he burnt down people's villages and like sent assassins after people and did horrible, awful things. Mm-hmm. And he had to work to make it better. And I appreciate that so much from that show.
2: Mm -hmm. honestly redemption is supposed to be a process that changes you right Like physically changes you and i remember that episode where he stayed in that um with somebody in the earth kingdom and she showed her she showed him his burns and they looked like his own and like it was literally the look on his face like you could tell that was when he realized like the 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 depth of the horrors that the fire nation was committing yeah i don't think he ever really empathized with anybody before that no, I didn't not really not understand either. what the war was doing. Mm-hmm. Literally until like midway
0: through, like season two, he's a dickhole. Like He still sucks. Like he's stealing people's horses or their yep. or their ostrich horses or whatever. He's like doing terrible things even then, and it takes him so long. And it's 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 so good. Oh, okay, Habiba, what's what's your theme?
2: I like. I'm fascinated with, you know, Aang's journey. I think that, like, he is definitely somebody who had to come to terms with his fate, like, what he was supposed to do. And it was very difficult for him because he wanted to be this lighthearted person. Like, it's kind of in his nature. He's literally an airbender. He's light on his feet, but he's also, you know, always laughing, always happy, and that's kind of, I feel like, how he copes. And, like, I think you know, I can relate to that in the sense that like, I, I, I definitely feel that kind of pressure to just kind of keep it light, keep it moving. Otherwise, I don't want to like, I don't want to deal with I don't want to deal with this. And so having to finally confront his, um, his feelings, his emotions, but also like his main conflict in life mm-hmm. was honestly, I think something very significant and like important to see. Mm-hmm. because It's not easy it's not easy and it's not a linear thing. Like he failed the first time, right? Like he failed. What was it? Um, He failed letting go of Katara. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, to, to, to get to the avatar state because he couldn't let go of his material attachments. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whatever it may be in life, I think, like, there's a lot of things that people hold on to, whether it's rage so that they can't forgive, material connection so that they can't transcend or whatever it is. Like, it's definitely um, a journey similar to to, to angst And I don't know. I, I loved seeing it.
1: It's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. That's very fair. I also forgot that part of him <laughs> failing miserably that first time. <laughs> they all fail. I think
2: that's honestly something that I liked seeing in the show. That's mm-hmm. probably what made the characters so much more relatable. Like Zuko wavering between picking the, choosing the good thing was, choosing the right thing was very, um, was very important to see. Like seeing yeah. Aang try so hard to be mature, but he could not because he was literally a child. Seeing right? Kara. <laughs> Sokka even accepting that like, he doesn't have to be the macho man he, to lead. He can just show people what to do. Well, through his actions. Like there's not like that's these are very hard lessons. And I don't know if you think adults get these things. The fact that it's a cartoon, honestly, I think I think there are a lot more sorry, like I think there are better lessons in children's shows and children's movies, like in terms of morality mm-hmm. yeah. than adult movies and adult content. Like I'm not even joking. I remember like watching Matilda. I rewatched Matilda recently. What and a movie. But, like, the, the, the quote that really hit me was that Matilda learned at two something people don't learn even at 30, and that's to take care of herself. Oh, that's true. It's so really true. It is. And so when I watch Avatar, like, these are things that, like, I feel like I learned at a later age, even though these kids are learning it at, like, 10, 14. <laughs>
1: to right. do it, You exactly. know? How much older is Katara than Aang? Like a few years. This is the thing. She's 14 <laughs> and he's 12. And I'm like, well, why did you do this? <laughs> like, right?
0: What was this decision? Why couldn't he have been 13? If you, had, you could have solved all the issues. And like, here's just like a small thing because I wasn't really involved in all of the like fandom wars that existed at the time that Avatar came out. Like, I just ignored them. Mm-hmm. The people were like, why is she getting with a kid who's like 12? And I think he turns, he's like, he's 13 at, Like by the end of the series or something like that. But like, right. it's She's weird. 15 it's weird right yeah it's, A little bit. A little weird. Bit. it's weird and also here's the thing i do not ship zutara which is zuko and katara oh yeah. no i don't like it i don't like when people have basic romances off characters who kidnap each other i'm like don't please no <laughs> like don't do that um i like when they make fun of that in what's the show the the ember island players when they have the play and then the oh yeah yeah Zuko and Katara are like together and and Katara is just like "Ooh, I noticed you since you kidnapped me it's so funny because they're like that you see how crazy that is (laughs) that episode is really
2: good it's such a
0: good episode but like the thing is is that he should have been 13 why is he 12
2: no thank you why? Mention of disbelief like you just can't believe it like you, it's like I this is not this is not real like There's such a big difference between a 12 year old and a 14 year old. Why Absolutely. wasn't she 13? Why?
0: Why didn't you just make it one year and why? Is yeah, it would have been why? better. could have made them the same age He's just short like truly, <laughs> <She, Charlie, laughs> Literally, didn't literally it. he could just I have no problem with their height difference or anything like that. I'm just like why is he? <laughs> yeah, don't <That'll> make no <laughs> but, sense. But anyway, um Oh Carmen, did you have any themes that you wanted to touch on?
1: Oh, um, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, keeping on brand with <laughs> myself as a human. Um, I like how they, um, how they acknowledge different types of grief. Because I think they do that for a kid's TV show to do it in the way that they do it is so good. And it's not just about people dying, which I really enjoy. It's like the loss of land and like the loss of like your identity and your territory and how so many people are grieving in different ways. So for like Uncle Iroh, his grief is turned into like, you know, him joining the White Lotus and him realizing, you know, that this isn't worth it like this isn't everything that i've been taught has like led me to losing my only son and kind of how that changes his whole trajectory and then i also think about ang when he goes uh to the air temple and realizes that everything he knows is gone and kind of his like reaction of, of just like anger and how that turns into you know and then he goes into the avatar state because he's just like so overwhelmed but then also how the different the different nations are dealing with grief Of, like, having to be occupied by the Fire Nation is, I think, really, really cool. I think that's what I like most about the show is just that Mm -hmm. it kind of speaks to all of those things. And even if I think of, like, Jet and, like, the kids that hang out with him, like, they're all grieving the loss of, like, their parents and their siblings, and they're kind of on their own, and, like, what that turns into in terms of wanting to fight the Fire Nation. And so I think. I just think it's really cool and I really like how they display loss in different ways. So that's always been like what I think attracted me the most of everything on the show. So yeah, yeah, I just, I just think it's a really deep show for a show that's for kids. Cause I'm like, how many shows really talk about loss outside of just like someone dying? Right. And like
0: bananas. There are kinds of loss or like when Aang loses Appa and like the rage he has because it's it's not just his pet it's losing his friend and like the last connection Mm -hmm. he has to his culture it's so good oh and you know what i also love like not about grief and loss but you know what i also love is that they humanize the fire nation like yeah, so Fire Nation, yeah. especially in the first season, is a little bit more like these guys are mostly evil, except for maybe Iroh. But then yes. as you go on, you get to have, like, like, nice moments with characters and, like, the guards at the prison of the Boiling Rock or the right. people at the school or whatever. You get to see that they're just people and that, like, this evil is being driven by something else, by, like... Fire Nation colonialism, but yeah. <laughs> that they, can, they can turn back the clock, they can do something if they all work together.
1: I mean, I think that's really cool. I also kind of enjoy, I do kind of enjoy how they touch on different forms of disability without really like getting super into it. Right, because yeah. I like like Toph. Obviously, is like the most prominent person that you could think of. But I also think of um oh God, what's his name? The Earth. son of the one, the one, the one in the wheelchair. Oh. Yes. No, Earth Nation. Oh yeah, so there's him too. But what was the Earth uh, Egg's friend? Boomy, Boomy, Boomy. Yeah, so bo- okay, Boomy's off. Boomy, I mean, Boomy. Boomy yeah. is
0: neurodivergent.
1: <laughs> Boomy has a lot going on, and I just like it because, like, um, like they tell him he's crazy, right? And he's like, "Yeah, I guess I am." And he, and he's just like totally cool with it, and he's actually really brilliant at the same time, which I, yeah. so I enjoy kind of how they, how they explain kind of like, yeah, being like neurodivergent or how some people might see you as crazy, but crazy is kind of like, that is like a state of mind or it's like a, an expectation of what's normal. So I really, oh. I really do enjoy that a lot. I also like that old people on this show seem to be badass because if anybody remembers the bloodbender, I've never been more horrified. I love her. Mama, the bloodbender so good. I've never oh, been more horrified by an old lady in my life. And I was also thinking like if she's, so let's, okay. So waterbenders can technically bend blood, but can, can earth benders also bend blood? Cause there's iron
0: honestly legit maybe but i feel like you'd have to be a specialist in that or something oh, Like right. there are specializations in all of the stuff but i don't know because the thing is they can only bend blood on the full moon
2: iron iron i think iron in the blood is different than iron in the like in the ground because iron, do you remember x-men i am about to say in x-men when they put the iron in the blood <laughs> yeah, daughter, they, she, <laughs> had to, <laughs> she had to physically inject iron into him that's for, true for magneto to
0: manipulate Being able it. to manipulate it that is true hmm. oh you know what i want to mention that i think is amazing about this show is number one the wealth of female characters and oh, number yes. two, how strong they are and like yes. not that they're necessarily the men aren't strong because there are a lot of strong male characters but the female characters when they're strong are like so much stronger. <laughs> like there's so like Katara is like a prodigy of all prodigies. Like yes. even self-taught, she was able to do things and then when she learns she becomes a master in like a fucking few weeks while Aang is like eh like trying to learn stuff. Like yep. like Suki, she's a prodigy. Like mm-hmm. Toff is a fucking top invents a new form of bending. Avatar Kiyoshi is the most badass Avatar. And there's another Avatar they mention, um I can't remember her name, but she's an airman Avatar. Yes, Avatar Yang Chen is also if you look at like the background stuff one of the most badass avatars of all time mm-hmm. and there was like peace for generations after she was the avatar like and then it, even if you i this is controversial i'm sure someone will get mad at me but like aang is 12 and he learns a bunch of elements and he's good at them he didn't master them except for air mm-hmm. yeah avatar Korra is so much more powerful than oh, avatar yeah. aang yes Korra, when we get to, we'll talk about Korra in a second but Korra is so so much more powerful she is like prodigy yeah. of all prodigy and i enjoy that that they don't even mention it they're like all of these female characters are more badass than anyone mm-hmm. in the world they just are and but they just they're are. also
1: not like so they're badass but there are some of them are also girly
0: Yes. yes. Oh my god, Ty Lee. The character uh. Ty Lee, I love her so much. She's super girly and she's able to disarm vendors in some ways like one of the most powerful characters in the show. But they're, they're all the women on the show are like exceptional and the men are great. The men are great. <laughs> women are exceptional
1: mm-hmm. and they just let it be. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I quickly want to say so I do know that like for future stuff, they were going to bring it back on Netflix and like the original creators were connected to the project and we're working on it and then and then sometime in this last I don't know how many months you know the announcement came out that they're actually no longer connected to the Netflix series different creative differences with how the show was going to go but then one of the things that they mentioned was like that the that Netflix wanted it to have white people oh dear Uh, (laughs) oh you know what I didn't know that but I, I knew it
0: I knew it in my heart like,
1: so, so I think those are, like, three things, and not, and to be honest, like, yeah, the show had some white people, but it's mostly a show with, like, racialized. Wait, no, the, there are no white people in that show. That's not true. There, there's, like, a couple. No, no but, there
0: are
2: not.
1: Aren't there? Are you sure?
0: Yeah. Hang on one second. If you hear any weird noises, it's my cat, get out of here. Um, no, no, there are no white people in that show. There's at the, all? The, no, not at all. The, um, Fire Nation is basically, like, japanese probably yeah. and like kind of maybe a little Chinese but like japanese The yeah. water ups are um, like Inuit. Indigenous and probably yeah. like Inuit. Inuit. The earth nation is like Chinese people, Indian people is what it looks like. Yeah. And then the um, air nomads are
1: straight Tibetan. There are no white people <laughs> in that show. Yeah. Wow. Why did I think that? Who am I thinking of? What am I thinking? Anyways, it doesn't matter, but they wanted to have white people on yeah. the show. And um, if I see another white person play Katara, no lord <laughs> almighty how dare you. Someone? Oh. I will I will punch someone in the I will go to the premiere and punch someone in the throat. The like I, I, that, I don't need that in my life. The fact that in
0: that sh- in the movie when you, they're in the South Pole, everyone around them is Inuit, but like them except for the the three white people like what? It's
2: embarrassing. It's emb- it's, it's straight okay. embarrassing.
1: It's, it's not, not right. okay. And so that's why I'm, like, I was so disappointed. You know, the the crea- like the creators were on it, which made me very, very hopeful, especially because it was going to be a series and not a movie. Yeah. That it would be kind of, like, Mandalorian-esque now oh. is what I was thinking. Right? Like, I thought it would have, like, a lot more room to, like, really, like, build on the story that's so already there so white people can't
0: help themselves I just, they can't help themselves no. There, are no there are no black people in that show and i'm fine with it <laughs> i don't even care <laughs> if it's all asian and then just like indigenous that's perfect it's beautiful don't change a thing why are you it.
1: but that's why it. i was it was just really upsetting and so it's disappointing but they're still going forward with the show so i guess my question is are you guys gonna watch <laughs>
0: i mean i'm gonna peek in it i'm gonna peek in it
2: <laughs> yeah I'll give it a chance but like I don't expect anything I think that we're going to have two projects that we do not claim
1: we should all watch it together when it comes out have like a Netflix watch party oh my god we should
0: so um just to like get back to more lighthearted, less racist things (laughs) um, what character do you identify with most and what bending do you
1: think you would have (gasps) <gasps> I'm so excited. Okay. So obviously I already said this, but the character I identify with the most is Sokka. And uh, that is because Sokka it doesn't try to be like the comic relief, but is often just is by how he, he behaves. And so I think... For me, that feels very real, um, and also he just is just just ridiculous. He's just a dumbass and and doesn't have any like super special skills, which always makes me laugh because like, sir, you are very out of your depth. Um, and so I just really I really feel for him, and I'm also just like, if I was anybody here, I would definitely be Sokka. That would be, that is <laughs> can, I I just,
0: can I just say though, he does try to be funny, but it's all puns.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is it's also true. Farming. It's farming, like a dad joke kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, in terms of, okay, so I did a quiz to see what I was, and I always get, um, so I either get um, water or fire, which is funny because they're opposite. So, Every time I do like any sort of bending type quiz, I just just water or fire, and the last one I did gave me fire bending because it says that I'm temperamental, that I seem like I'm strong, but uh, I'm highly emotional and uh, it was highly emotional, temperamental and um very ambitious and very goal driven. and I was like, that's not wrong, I guess I mean. So, like, yeah, I do feel like I have a level of like, if somebody makes me angry, it doesn't end.
0: Oh my god, you would be such a oh my god, wow, you would be such a fire, but you'd be a good firebender.
1: See, I want Uh to be a waterbender because they're like the healers and stuff, but really, personality wise, I feel like I'd be more of a firebender.
0: It's well, you know, it's funny because like, personality wise does matter, but like, if we look at, I want to talk a little bit about Legend of Korra in a minute, but like, Korra is of the water tribe but she is way more of like an earthbender or a firebender temperamental wise yeah Yeah. (laughs) um yeah so i would say for me i've already said it i i love suki to death i i i i love suki i want to be suki i just want to be able to like beat a bunch of people up like that um i think she's great i do also relate to Toph a little bit but i feel like I I don't know. I just love Suki more. I love her more and I want to be her and I am her and she's just like competent and I like her a lot. Um, but I do feel like I, I also do relate to Toph in quite a few ways because she's very sarcastic and funny and uh, in in ways (laughs) that I am in like the similar ways. Yeah. Um, and she's also a badass. So those are the ladies that I'm into. And then beyond that for Bending, like I did, like a couple quizzes, and I get airbender a lot.
1: Oh wow, that's yeah. great! I like, I mean, and we're I like it. i are very level
0: headed, so I, I yeah. do. Yeah, I was to say because it's like usually it's like it's like you're level headed, you're kind of carefree, and you have a good sense of humor, and then you're also not like too tied down to like the like material things necessarily, and like you know that these things are all me. I I really like airbenders. I like the idea of being an airbender. I would love the idea of flight and being able to like. Walk on walls. Yeah. Airbender is, is the one for me. So I would say that like earth bending and, and waterbending are very cool. And I think I kinda would like yeah, again, I would like the healing thing. That'd be awesome. But I think I'm an I think I'm an airbender.
1: That's great. I do agree. I think you are also an air or an airbender. That does work really well. That's really funny, Habiba.
2: I uh, I got waterbender on the quiz, and I I see it. I think I. Um, I see that too. Yeah. Right. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's not because I'm emotional.
0: But it, <laughs> you start crying right
2: emotional. now. <laughs> I really am. I probably am. I tear bend, my dear. Oh my god. <laughs> that is my power. I go to the lake and I pretend that I can bend the water. No, I definitely <laughs> did that as a kid, though. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, um. yeah I don't know I just kind of I, you know what I like about waterbending is that it's very much a ebb and flow right like yeah. you're never really in control and that's definitely how I feel about a lot of things including my emotions <laughs> so you just got to work with them and so I don't know I like I like the idea of waterbending and I also I also feel like I'm definitely a lot more like Katara than I'd like to be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bad ways hey. Just an idealist. Hey, she's listen, totally you
2: piss
0: Katara off, though, and she will literally kill you.
1: She <laughs> like, will murder, murder you. Down Yo, down she
0: did that bloodbending to that old lady. Like, oh, my God. And then she did it to the general guy
2: that she's going after. And, like, when she threatens Zuko, you're like, she will <laughs> kill him. Honestly, I feel like it takes a lot to get me mad, but once I'm mad, I'm done. Like, it's yeah. a real thing. And I feel like Katara, what I, what I relate to her is she's very much, like, car- the caring um mom of the group you know what i'm saying like that's that's just who she is and like that's definitely been me in a lot of situations and i feel like i hope that means i'll grow up to be an Iro because he's very much also the mom of the group okay right.
1: <laughs> you know oh oh yeah. iroh he's great okay so um just like full disclosure i have not I've watched the first half of season one of Legend of Korra. Okay. Because I try. I really, guys. Let's let's get into it. I truly (laughs) tried. I really couldn't get into it. I don't like her at all. Why? And I know I've been told time and time again that she, like, gets more likable as the seasons continue and that the show starts off a little slower, like the first season. Yeah, it does. It, it like starts off slow. And so you just need to get through the first season and then the second and the third are like amazing. Um, so I haven't gotten there. And then I think Netflix took it off before I could really get to it. So um, yeah, just full disclosure, I haven't seen it, uh, but I like the brothers that do the weird sport game that I can't remember anymore. I think they're cool. bending, Carmen. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think they're cool. And, um, the weird Nazi party is very strange to me. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Here's the thing. So Legend of Korra, number one,
0: I do think that there's a lot of sexism in the way people don't like Korra because Korra is like, okay, number one, Korra and Toph are basically the same. Um, but people (laughs) like Toph. I don't know why, but the people don't like Cora because maybe it's because she's the main character. Maybe it's because you're so used to like the center of the show being a little bit calmer because Aang is very calm and very like lighthearted, but Korra's yeah. like, I'm going to kill you. I love her. I love Cora. I love how much she grows. I love like season three, season four Korra. It's so good. Season four Korra, wonderful. Yeah. And she's such a good character because you don't get to see hot-headed women that much. And mm-hmm. I... I stand them. I love her. I think she's great. And as everybody on the internet knows, like, I don't think this is a spoiler for you, Carmen, but Cora but- also gets with a woman in the end, and then yeah, is yeah. bisexual in the comic, and it's great. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like the legend of that. Cora does have, like, it's uneven in terms of seasons, because, like, some seasons are better than others, but everything has something, like, good about it, and the side truths are all really interesting. And I think she has much more compelling villains than uh, anyone in The Air- Last Airbender, except for maybe
1: right. Azula. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, the villain, from what I saw of the villain for this, for season one, um, did scare me a lot because I was like, I don't like this. Who is this person who can stop you from bending? You know, uh-huh. I was not, not a fan. Because not a fan. every, every season she basically, um, battles a different political
0: ideology. Like she like like really? the first season is like anarchy uh, no not anarchy. First season is um well I guess they're kind of Nazis. Um yeah. <laughs> second season is like like a like a theology sort of based thing. Third season is like um third season is anarchy. Third season is anarchy. Yeah. Third season's anarchy. Oh my god, you would love the villain of the third season Carmen. So and the Why are they needlessly season, evil? Yes. But <laughs> in a way that's like kind of it's
1: cooler than jet. And then the fourth season is fascism. Like, it's great. I just, like, yeah, see the... I do like the animation. Like, I like that they they changed up the animation from Avatar to Legend of Korra. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's very obvious that they've changed. Like, the style and everything looks really cool and really different, which I really enjoy. I did feel... Now, I know that this is my own bias. I, I understand and I recognize that I am not the one. But I don't like the tough created a cop group yeah Yeah. that is weird i was like no toff of all things come back to us (laughs) it's very upsetting um kind of like harry potter becoming a cop you're like what why (laughs) yeah so it was (laughs) one of those things where i just like i don't like that but i also think it's funny because i don't know i think i was a little bit disappointed that toff had kids but she has two kids with two separate dads she's just like fucking around I hope so.
2: Yeah, they both seem to be accidents. Yeah, they both are definitely accidents. Habiba, what are your uh, Korra opinions? Because you have to. love you. Legend of Korra. I think people judged Korra harshly, for sure. And I think that people judge the show harshly because they expect a lot more of, you know, Aang and their group. And it's just kind of like, I think Legend of Korra makes points for building um, building that world in the sense of, like, building that line of avatars, that lineage and understanding how different avatars have, like, affected their right. times. And so, like, even, like, honestly understanding what the role of an avatar was, that was explored a lot more in Legend of Quora. Yes. Korra. Right. Oh, my God. All the stuff, with you get to see stuff with, like, the first avatar, Carmen. is great. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. And I love, I love that they don't make their character's perfect.
0: There, that is true. And oh my god, Asami, great character. If you want a character who is not a bender, who is badass and beautiful and girly, mm-hmm. she's such a good character.
1: Agreed.
2: Also, an- another point for Legend of Korra is that Nickelodeon didn't rewrite like, the full series the way they did with the Last Airbender. Yeah. So they didn't have the same level of planning. Mm-hmm. Like they had to make a lot of you know budget decisions for the season because Nickelodeon would kind of toy with them and their budget yeah. literally in the middle of creating season, sometimes. It's the difference between Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit
0: movies except not as bad but like because <laughs> Cora is a lot better than the Hobbit movies but it is the sort of like studio meddling that kind of ruins shows or like makes decisions happen that you're like well, why did this happen?
2: And Korra does a lot for like showing the journey of um, how people kind of work through their own mental health struggles. Really there is cool. so much good PTSD stuff in Legend of Korra.
1: Yeah, I heard, um, I remember it because my friend watched it and he told me about it. He's like, you would really like it because you know there's like a lot of stuff on PTSD and it's really great. And I was like, okay, I'll get to it, I promise. And then Netflix took it off. I just feel like that's one of the shows that I, I really wanted to get into. But then I was also struggling because I, I also am very attached to the characters from, you know, Avatar. And so I was really, there's no Iroh and, you know, there's no Zuko and I, it's a different show. I and mean, everything. you don't
0: know there's no Iroh and no Zuko.
1: Exactly. How old would they be, Catherine? Old as shit. Um, <laughs> the thing I think a lot of people didn't like
0: about Legend of Korra is the way they talk about some of the, characters in avatar and how they were as adults people have issue with like there's stuff with how ang was like as a parent for example that i think a lot of people don't like i love i love it i love that he's Oh
1: well, yeah you can't expect them to be perfect he was the fucking avatar having I, I, he's Can like, you imagine like, being the child of an avatar
0: right and they deal with that in the show and like a lot of people i think were upset at the idea they're like well why would ang not be like blah 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 and i'm like yeah not everyone's gonna be perfect all the time and it's such a good like thing to not have him be perfect and have his like lineage be perfect and everything about it like yeah. i love
2: it and it also makes sense for his character he was literally the last airbender of right? of course he's going to focus on the person who's going to carry that through spoilers for, this
0: one is tra- an actual spoilers for carmen spoilers for legend of Korra. but he has three children his first child is not a bender his second child is a waterbender and his last child is an airbender You've seen the, but you've seen the first season, right? Yeah, but they don't yeah. talk about that that much in that uh, season.
1: Well, no, no but no. you do know that they're that one isn't and one is water and yeah. one is, or, uh, what is a it? non-bender, non-bender. Yeah. And it's his last, the last one,
0: the last child. They're probably like trying for an airbender, and so he's like kind of a bad dad about it. Well, anyway. <laughs> such is life uh, is the legend of Korra. it is worth it i do hear that the air bison have a comeback oh my god they do there's so many more air bison carmen there are other
1: Cora's polar bear dog like how are you not gonna love that that is very true i do i did enjoy the polar bear dog i do think it's really cute i do i do like the difference in the fact that like ang had ang had to struggle with like bending but was really good with like the spiritual side of things like he could connect yeah. really well with the spirit side and and could do all those things whereas i th- I think from what I saw with Korra, it was the opposite, where she could like bend everything right off the bat, but had a harder time connecting with like the Spirituality. Yeah. So, I I mean, I like that there's a difference there. But I mean, we also kind of see that in Avatar in general, because all of the Avatars are so fucking different. Right. Like, again, (laughs) Avatar Kyoshi. Goat. Truly, um, Truly. <laughs> now that you told me there's comics
0: about her, I really need to see them. <laughs> I will say the one disappointing thing about all of this is that it hasn't continued forever because the the premise of the show means that you could literally have endless seasons with interesting like conflicts because it would always hate- be a new character with a new right. setup. Like the next Avatar would have been what is it? A Firebender? No, no. An Earthbender. Like, really I want to cool. see the, the Earth Nation, like, the next one. Or, like, straight give me a uh, series about Avatar Kyoshi. That's, like, about that's her 200 years of life. So, like, give me those things. I would, yeah. I would love to see
1: it. See, that would be nice. That would be great. Well, guys, I think perhaps. I think we did it. We did it. Did I think have we any? mastered
0: the four elements. <laughs> I think we <laughs> defeated the Spire Lord. I think we saved the world.
1: Yeah, oh, totally. Gosh. Totally. Um, did we have any last points to make? Um, Uncle Iroh is a gem. Yeah. yeah. That is all. That's all you need to know. Um, if I, I also want to say that when I tell people to watch Avatar, if somebody tells me, you mean the movie with the blue people? Uh, <laughs> right. When people respond that way to me, I'm letting you know now I am judging you. I am judging you and I think less of you. Because if your thought is that is the first thing you go to, we ain't got time. Sorry. That
2: movie had yeah. no cultural impact. Aang saved the world. Literally? <laughs> okay, the funniest thing about
0: the Avatar movies is that that movie made billion like a billion dollars right yes there are like 45 fan fictions uh like about it like there are no, gee that is the least that is truly showing you it had no
1: cultural <laughs> impact it no, had because it a was a billion, billion like dollars. boys who went to watch it because it was the first 3d movie and
0: yeah. it, it has no fan fictions nobody cares it Has no fan community nobody dresses up as them nobody it just cares. okay, technology. anyway. Um, my final point would be that May and ty Lee are underrated, fucking genius badasses, and they're so good. Agreed. When
1: when when ty Lee betrays Azula, <laughs> it's
0: the fucking best moment in the goddamn show, it's truly
1: really the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, makes me so happy. Uncle Iroh hanging out, you know, the fact that he saved a dragon it's pretty bad, right? Oh, awesome. that is pretty cool. All right, well, folks, this was a great conversation beautiful and conversation
2: for me. Yes. Is coming
1: on the show i was yes, happy
2: ma'am. to have
0: a, an avatar expert in our myths. yes ma'am <sighs> Thank you. very, very.
1: happy <laughs> and i will just let you guys know that uh my our our friend caitlin's cat is just staring at me like laser eyes and has mm-hmm. not stopped staring at me since it's sat on my bed and it is looking directly at me as i sing okay. cat. Awesome. not mm-hmm. like a platypus cat oh maybe a turtle cat <laughs> so it's just you know if, if you don't hear from me I've been murdered by a cat just FYI Sabertooth moose lion cup oh my god oh my god oh my god yes so my friend who is a uh, very um he's not macho because he's, he's not but he you know is um how do I put this he's very much like Toph but a man and uh so I like to make fun of him and, um, and bother him by um calling him cute cutesy names on Facebook Oh. so um his name Do you call on- him fufu cuddly poops yeah amen his name on my facebook messenger is fufu cuddly Poops. so whenever he sends me like <laughs> a video or a gif it'll just say fufu cuddly poops to send you an attachment and i oh, screenshot that. it and I- and i send it to him and he's like that's not funny so <laughs> you know brings me great joy does oh, he think right. he's the best earthbender in the world is the question he would he would he, he would was, i was like what would you bend and he's like i'd be an earthbender and i was like of course you would of course he would, <laughs> he would be tough though i feel like i feel like he's also a tough he's the boulder what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah <that's> anyway
0: <laughs> all right so wrapping it up we are talking about wonderful animated shows, but do you have any other things to recommend, Carmen?
1: Yes. Okay. I discovered the most amazing podcast. So it's called, it's been on for a while since like 2017, I think 2018. Um, it's called the fruit loops podcast, one word for fruit loops. Um, and I don't know how I found out about it. I think they did like, um, an ad for it on my favorite murder, but, um, it is a podcast done by two racialized women. Um one of which is Afro Latina and they talk about racialized serial killers and mass
0: murderers. Oh, fruit loops. That's funny
1: and it's great it makes me so happy um because i'm learning about all these serial killers i never knew like a single thing about um which which is bananas for someone like me who was raised by a mother obsessed with true crime um so (laughs) some of these people i'm like i've truly never heard of them catherine oh i told catherine this but there was this one man who was a black man in the south who killed 40 white women not very what? long ago and I had literally never heard of him and even the hosts were like hey media this is like your favorite thing to report on why did no one know who this man was <laughs> that's a
0: crazy town I don't even right? think you told me about that I don't remember that That's just insane yeah it's bananas
1: also he changes name from Carl to Coral and oh uh, that's who it was yeah. Coral Coral he changes him see? from Carl to Coral <laughs> and I, like, the entire show. I was listening to that whole episode, and, like, what made me the angriest was that name change. <laughs> Carl. <What happened> then, <laughs> Like, I, I was know. like, pick a different name. Why isn't he <laughs> wrong with him to you. Dennis or something? Like, Coral? <laughs> Coral, it, that's so good. Anyway, okay. Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops podcast is my recommendation for the week. Coral is not of a creative color. No, it's also not a creative name when your name is Carl. Carl!
0: <laughs> um, it just, it's the way that um, that guy on The Walking Dead says Carl. Oh, Carl! Um, okay, so my recommendation is something that's a little bit more in the vein of Avatar. <laughs> it's not serial killers. It is Shira and the Princesses of Power. Have you seen it, Habiba? No, but I've heard good things. It's great. It's great. It starts off good and it just keeps getting better. Like there are things that happen literally when I first saw it. Like there was a moment in the first season where I was like genuinely afraid something horrible was going to happen. Not remembering that it's a kid's show. Like it's so (laughs) good. And it just keeps getting better. And there is like another villain who has a great redemption arc who is like, it's really, it's just, it's really good. And so many female characters and there are queer characters on it, explicitly queer characters on it. It's fun. Great! It's on Netflix. It's all there. You can watch it. It's the gayest shit in the world, and I love it. So good, Habiba. Bo? Are you? Bo. Sorry, I just remembered oh. Bo. Oh, Bo. Bo is what great. What a good character.
1: Um, Habiba, do you have any recommendations, perhaps? I don't know. You know, I'm watching. So I just started Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood.
2: And oh my I god, wore- so
0: good. Oh god.
2: What? I'm really liking it. I like the uh, relationship No, we're not saying,
0: oh, God, as in it's bad. We're saying, oh, God, as in it's traumatic.
2: Yeah. Is it? do so, Have me. you never watched I it? I don't I've it. Never, I've never I'm sorry, it. how far are you into
1: it? I'm literally within, like, the first few episodes. Oh, oh you're going to get some trauma,
0: like, right around yeah, episode three. You, you
1: just let us know. You let us know. You'll know where it is. Don't you worry. <laughs> You'll find it. You'll find it and you'll There's going to be home. something that happens with the dog. No! And that's all we have to say. That's all we have to say, Habiba. You'll find it. You'll get it. Don't you worry. But anyway. Don't you worry. It's full trauma the whole time. <laughs> so full metal. So Brotherhood. Great. I actually watched that for the first time last year. It was not bad. Yeah, it was recommended to me
2: because I said I really loved The Last Dourbender. And somebody told me that this was a really good show. And I was like, okay.
0: It is the emotional opposite. But yeah, it's very good.
2: <laughs> awesome. Great.
0: Okay. Well, um... So wrapping it up, my social media is the CC Williams everywhere, basically. Mm -hmm. and our social media is i'd kill a spider for you on instagram and i'd kill a spider number four letter u on twitter um we're dropping some like
1: hot sexy photos if you haven't seen them by now like Mm -hmm. we look Mm -hmm. great and we're going to be dropping some more probably by the time this airs you're you're going to see a few more so i'm very literally if you want to see like the most beautiful women in the world (laughs) (laughs) y'all bewitched me yay yes so great. Um, my social media is Carmen underscore Maria416 if you want to follow me as well. Habiba. I'm Honeywine on Twitter. Yes. And she posts really funny shit. So, you know, <laughs> great introspective shit to, to be working with during a pandemic. So it's lovely. Yeah, it's definitely an emotional dump, but <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much. All right, guys, take care. Take care. Uh-huh. I believe that we can save the
0: world You guys. Oh yes. <laughs>